Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. The times don't cause the trouble. This is uh, another short series of conversations that we're going to have here on Tent Talk under the big tent of God's presence where he disciples, matures, and educates his sons for the hour in which we live. The times don't cause the trouble because my friends, the trouble has been in us since the moment that Adam and Eve chose to live separate from God. They thought they could handle life on their own and an alien nature came into them. And that nature, my friends, is not the nature of God. So the times don't cause the trouble, but oh, the times surely do expose the trouble. Take a listen to these episodes, and I pray they will open your eyes and ears to Him in the Spirit, and you will embrace what He's doing in you. Love you all. Hey, everybody. Let's get to the part where these two powerful words come into play, but God. I had a person once teaching the word who said there are some good looking butts in the Bible. Okay, I hope you're not offended by this because what they meant was this word, but when it talks about, but God, because how many of you know, as we heard in our episode yesterday, there are many things that need to be judged And they are oftentimes ugly. They are difficult. But God, and this is where all things prophetic, all things of judgment that is right and proper is for the full redemption of God. If everything ends in doom and gloom and it just stays negative and death and all that, then it's not progressing in the redemptive work of God. God goes on to say, uh, we talked the other day about Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. It is intense and we must come into agreement with what he says about the nature of man before he comes to Christ. But God, though, opens up Ephesians 2, verse 4, but God How rich is he in his mercy that he had to do something, my friends, in order to satisfy his great and wonderful and intense love that he has for you. He could not leave us in the condition that we put ourselves in, right, as Adam and Eve put us in the condition of being the enemy of God by nature, God would not leave it there. Plan A was still on. But God, rich is he in his mercy. And how powerful is he in this love that he has for us. So much so that there has to not just be the word love, but there has to be the deed of love, which he had to come for us in Christ. But God. And in the scripture that we've been talking out of, 2 Timothy 3, where we talk about you know, this uh, trouble that is exposed in the end days, in our times, right? 
But it's in the context of attempting to warn us. But God, rich is he in his warnings to us, his admonition to us, his encouragement to us, his discipline of us, as it speaks in Hebrews 12. Those whom he loves, he chastens, he disciplines, he trains, he speaks, he encourages. Sometimes you have to ask, you. I mean, what else would God have to do, Right? He is loving us in word and in deed. And this is why it goes on in 2 Timothy 3, after it has to warn us so strongly and speak to us so strongly. It, Paul says now uh, to Timothy in verse 10, Now you have closely observed and diligently followed my teaching, my conduct, my purpose in life, my faith, patience, love, steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings. Such has occurred to me at Antioch, and he goes on to list the other cities. He says, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. And he says, indeed, all who delight in piety and are determined to live a devoted and godly life in Christ Jesus will meet with persecution. You've got to love how God speaks the truth to us in the word. There may be shysters, imposters, deceivers, seducers, um, those who worm their way in to try to say things to us, to con us, to say you know things that itching ears would want to hear. But the Father always speaks the truth to us and tells us how things really are. And this is for those who are maturing. If you don't plan on maturing, you're not going to want to hear anything really, that is said uh, under the big tent of God's presence. When God is maturing you, it is provoking you to go further with him, stay with him in this. So Paul is saying to Timothy, now you've closely observed and diligently followed my life. You see that those who continue on, who are determined to live a godly life will be persecuted. You see, that speaks of a diligence, of a determination. That is a chosen way of life, my friends. And the times don't cause the trouble, but they sure do expose the trouble. But it also, the times also will expose those who are truly determined and diligent to live the life they've been called to. It will also expose that. It will definitely expose the riches of God's mercy and grace to us. The true butter and honey, my friends. Honey is the sweetest and, 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 and um, uh, butter is the richest. And this is telling us that the butter and honey of God, His grace and His love is going to be what enables us and motivates us to live this way. So we want to be those in our times where there is trouble. We want to be those who are literally living deep in the fat and sweetness of God's love and in the richness of his grace, which is his ability to live this way. We want to be those who go deeper in it, not shrink back from it. We want to be those who stay with him in our times, right? It is not the end times that cause the trouble. There's always been trouble. But let's look deep into the cross and see how God has delivered us from all of our troubles. Out of every single thing, God delivers us out of them and to himself. 
and we begin to live more and more truly as Christ. This is our calling, is to him. And I love that it goes on in 2 Timothy 3, as Paul is exhorting and encouraging Timothy for the real life that he's in, the the real life that he's in as, quote, a leader, as one who is going before the body of Christ and leading them, that they might be a refuge to those in the world that are going to run and find their life in Christ. He He goes on and says, now, for you, Timothy, in verse 14, continue to hold to the things that you have learned and of which you are convinced. See, Timothy's not one who, uh, you know, is forever inquiring and getting information, but never coming to the recognition and knowledge of the truth. Okay, and I doubt seriously those that stayed with Timothy remained as such. They didn't remain weak women and worming men. They they were coming into the truth. Why? Because Timothy continued to hold to the things that he had learned and which he was convinced, knowing from whom you learned them. And then it talks about his childhood and, and um, uh, the knowledge that he came to and the acquaintance with the sacred writings, which are able to instruct you and give you the understanding for salvation, which comes through faith in Jesus. He he talks here now about, you know, the word that came to him as a child and became more sacred as time went on in his life. They're always sacred. The word is sacred. But it's what brought him to the understanding of, of Jesus, right? And then it goes into verse 16 and says, Every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration and is profitable for instruction. My friends, we've got to stop looking for that which is permissible, uh, and we got to look just for that which is profitable. There's a lot of things that are permissible. It says that all things are lawful to us, but come on. The maturing person is looking for what is profitable in these times of trouble. It says the word is profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline in obedience, and for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will, in thought, purpose, and action. Why? In verse 17, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, well-fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see, my friends, everything will be redemptive with God. Times may be difficult. We may have been weak. We may have been manipulative and worming and charming and clueless about the truth. But as we stay with him and with those who have been given for our life and we stay with it, it continues on and it just always comes to this place of such powerful redemption for the word of God, the truth the truth that is coming to us in times of trouble, right? The truth that is coming is the person of Jesus himself. And I guarantee you the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will always speak truth to you, even if they know you're going to walk off from them. They will speak it. They will always speak truth to you in word, and and they will live it out with you indeed. Oh, they will love those whom belong to them. Come on, if we name his name, we have chosen him back and said, you own me. My life does not belong to myself. I was bought with a price. Speak to me in these times of trouble. Don't leave me in the trouble. 
I don't want to be troubled by those who are uh, looking to scam. I want to be one who is maturing. So I hope this encourages you today. Go into the Word today and be one who lives diligently, determined, continuing, convinced, and take hold of that which is profitable to your life in the Lord. You have a specific path, my friends, with Him. And to everything that you're in right now, I want your mindset to begin to shift is that this is bringing a conditioning within me for my specific assignment. If God is requiring me to walk through it, to see it, um, I need to heed what he's doing in me for such of the times that I live in. Hmm. The times don't cause the trouble, but they sure are exposing it. But my friends, all of that exposure is to bring you into agreement with God so that you can continue on. So be encouraged today. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.